you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. It's Melissa, and I've been doing a lot of great interviews lately with our EGC graduates and our dual graduates. But today, back in popular demand, Dane. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> You're so funny. So we, we have fun doing these together, and we have not had the synchronized time to be able to do it. You've been working a lot. I've been working a lot. I want to say a shout-out and congratulations to our Gestalt Coaching Method seniors. We had two classes of them graduate, and so we're really happy about that. And, and uh, they are what we call dual certified. So they've gone through the Equine Gestalt Coaching Method and also gone through the advanced class too. So we're really happy for them. Hope they're very proud of themselves and, and they've all done a terrific job. So we're, we're excited about that and a big shout out to them again. And we finished our equine facilitator live camp. So the equine facilitator is a nine month program all online. And then, which a lot of people take it strictly online. And then as option, they can come for the live camp where we go through all 18 of the experiences. We had 26 here this year. It was a blast. And thank you to my handlers who helped out. Yeah, it sounds like you guys had a really good time. We did. It's really fun. There's not tears in that. You know, most of the work I do, there's a lot of emotional release and tears and vulnerability and all of that. And uh, for that camp, it's the hurrah. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of laughing release, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, laughter, good. laughter release. Your favorite kind. Yeah. Your favorite kind. I call Dane my CLO, my chief laugh out loud officer in the company. So it, it works out great. And then that was barely over, and we hopped a flight to Houston. And uh, so happy to see our youngest, Kevin, and his wife, Paula, in their brand new home. Yeah, he's. Uh, I was really impressed by his house. Um, yeah, he had sent us all these pictures, and we really didn't, you know, you could see pictures, but you really don't know uh, what it looks like with the surroundings and all that stuff, but... Once we got there and we, we looked at everything and we were, uh, you know, exploring the neighborhoods and all that stuff, it was like the ideal choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We were driving around looking at all the ones that they thought about making an offer on or that they did make an offer, but it didn't pass inspection or all of that. And this is their first home, young couple, married three years, very first home. And I, they just, I agree with you. They did the perfect job of house hunting. Uh, it's, um, three stories tall with his office on the bottom. The living floor is in the middle and the bedrooms are upstairs. They made a wonderful choice. Their flooring is beautiful. It's just really pretty. It's brand new and very pretty. And they are excited new homeowners for sure. Right. And uh, hopefully they'll they'll add a baby here soon too. Oh, no pressure, Grandpa. No pressure. No pressure. He's like already buying clothes for this future fictitious grandchild. So we'll yeah. we'll see how he does with all that. We hope they decide whatever's right for them. So whatever whatever they want to do for themselves is great. They've really they're an interesting couple. Kevin has really done life kind of by the book. I mean, he did well in high school. He did great in college, 
lands a good job in Houston after dating a number of women, finds the right woman. They are together for a number of years before they get married. Then they have a nice wedding. Uh, jobs are going strong for both of them. And now they buy their first home. So it's kind of like a, a, a unreal by the book relationship. It's right. really great. Yeah. Now when they buy the cradle before the baby, then yeah, it will be ideal. Right. You know, you, you need to hope they don't listen to our podcast. That's all I can say to you, grandpa. You're putting a lot of pressure on those two. So of course we'd love a baby and we also would totally support it if they decided not to do that. So we got it. We got to be careful with all that stuff, you know? So while we were in Houston admiring their home, and by the way, I think Houston has some of the best restaurants in the country, and our foodie son knows where they are, and we ate too much, too well, too often. Would you agree? I totally agree, and uh, drank a few beers along the way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, did. you guys. Well, it's a walking, it's a really interesting neighborhood. Houston does not have a lot of planning and zoning. So, the, the town, everything's built very close to the sidewalk, and you have a restaurant, a hairdresser, a bar. Uh, you know, dog grooming, a restaurant, a bar. You know, it just seems like there are really a lot of them there. Yeah, and then a house. And a house, <laughs> right, and then a house. So it's an interesting town. And their particular neighborhood, bunch of young'uns, and they just have so much fun. They literally can walk to some of the coolest restaurants and and bars and breweries and all of that kind of stuff uh, in the area, so they did really well. Yeah, and like fun, eventful places too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like they had this like volleyball uh, oh, that was place. Cool. Yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah, that was cool. Some smart business person took a parking lot, not a large parking lot, put sand on top of the blacktop, thick sand on top of the blacktop, a volleyball net. The other half of the parking lots for parking, and. Has they have like a little bar and you pay to play beach volleyball. So you would think, okay, that's a risky business. Uh uh. It is packed every day, every night, waiting lists and just so much fun. And my guess is they're going to try and knock down the buildings around it and put more courts in, but it's packed all the time. The cars are packed in there. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a fun place. Yeah, it's lit up at night. And then Kevin, while he enjoys playing golf and some other things that uh, he's done in his life, some rugby when Dane was coaching rugby and all that, but his passion is frolfing, which <laughs> sounds weird, but it's basically frisbee set up on a pseudo golf course that they drag a wagon around with all their different special frisbees for the toss. I guess he's pretty good at it. And he lives by one of Houston's best frolf courses too. He can ride. He said it takes him six minutes to get to the frolf yeah, course. I, I think the old, we call it frolf, you know, but I think they call it disc golf. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm old. Okay. Disc golf. Yeah. It is, uh, what do I want to say about it? It's good exercise. How about that? I'll say that. It's weird, but it's good exercise. I think we used to play with a Frisbee in a park with a dog. So it was kind of fun that way. Oh, yeah. Toss it to the dog. And, uh, you know, it's a good uh, sort of cheap way to 
have fun, you know? Yeah. It's inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. To offset the expensive brewery visits they exactly. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. We went over and saw where Kevin works and has his job and saw that. It's fun as parents to see adult kids when they're really creating their lives and they love to show us, you know, where they eat and where they do things and meet their friends and all of that. So it was a really good trip. Paula is a hairdresser and is like in demand. She's so good at it. She's in demand for extensions and glossing treatments and all this stuff. She works in a very upscale, beautiful uh, salon and has a, a whole lineup of clients who I guess text her a lot, but it seemed like her phone was going off a lot with questions. But she is in demand. She has a very successful career herself, and we're just pleased for both of them. They have a nice life. Yeah, I agree. I feel very fortunate for them and us, you know. Yeah, yeah with their absolutely, success. absolutely. Yeah. All three of our sons our older son, Cody, the, the mountain biker, my incredible mountain biker son who has a team and does all of that, they bought their home in Cave Creek, Arizona, closed on it two weeks after Kevin and Paula closed on theirs in Houston. And Molly's husband, Corey, who's now married to Jackie, they inherited their home in Missouri. And so all three moved into their homes and are in the process of, you know, working on them and fixing them up and getting everything just the way they want them. I think it's weird all three of them did that in the same 30-day window span. Yeah, that was uh, sort of crazy, but, uh, (laughs) you know... That's great. It's great. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. It's great. I had kind of a meltdown in Houston, not kind of. I had a full-on sadness, boo-hoo, couldn't catch my wind meltdown. And I wanted to say just a little bit about that because I know other people listening to this podcast may have lost uh, loved ones over the years. Our daughter, Molly, of course, passed away 10 plus years ago. And I can go along and hit like her birthday on the calendar and be doing okay. Or I can hit it like I did this year, which was like running into a wall followed by a tsunami of pain. And I, I, I woke up that morning knowing it was her birthday. I think it was a combination of things that I, I lost my uh, self that day because we were at her, her brother's house, how much she would have loved to have seen Kevin's new home, how much she would love Paula and, and how much she's missed out on in that way. And then I would have loved to have seen the home she and Corey would have built or made for each other. And that would have been super special. And then I turn around and realize on her birthday, what age she would have been. And I get curious, like, where would, where would have been her favorite restaurant or her favorite sport to do or whatever it was. It just felt I felt very vulnerable and really fell into a sadness hole and cried for quite a while Friday night, which is not really like me. I feel a lot of pain around the loss of her always, but that was to me what grief is all about because most of the clients I work with with grief will say they're on steady ground And then all of a sudden, the most trivial thing will happen and boom, they fall in the hole. And that's the way I felt, which is like like the sidewalk swallowed me up. And 
Uh, I thank you, uh, Kevin and Paula. And of course, Dane was amazing taking care of me and just letting me cry and allowing me to feel the pain that I felt because it was all very genuine and real. And otherwise, I would have trapped it into my body and been less authentic about where I was. So, so, so happy to see their new home and be with them. And it hit a nerve, boy, on her birthday, a nerve I haven't hit in quite a while. So thank you, baby, for being so good to me. Yeah, yeah, we think about Molly all the time, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll do anything we can to, you know, help with your grief and others. And your own grief. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, all of that. So it's all there. Kind of kicked off this visit to Houston. The wheels had barely left the ground when uh, one of our little miniature horses, Sassy, an adorable little uh, pink roan uh, sassy mare also had to be euthanized. And so thank you to Amanda and Gabe for lovingly taking care of her, for helping her uh, finish the last chapter of her life with you with her and loving her and letting her know she was loved. She was uh, just a, a little trooper and a half for sure. And um, her partner, Cracker Jack, is in the field now and he's making friends with grace who lost her her donkey about six months ago so now they're kind of partnering up and the shifts that happen in that pasture we call them the littles the shifts in the littles have been big this year we lost blackie one of our alpaca we lost bitsy my beloved donkey and now sassy so we've had the three things happen in threes we've had the three and that pastures has needed to remake itself and redesign friendships um, all this year. So it's been pretty interesting all the way through. So yeah, that wasn't, uh, wasn't easy, that's for sure. And then while we were in Houston, we had a chance to go out and see Kurt and Lizette Lowprice and Lizette is a graduate of my equine gestalt program and I was eager to go see her horse Empy because when she was looking for her first horse she found him and she was hesitant because she hadn't looked at a lot of horses yet so she sent me the videos sent me him I did a reading on him I mean like everything and I thought this little deer is awesome and I mildly said to her Lizette if you decide to pass on this guy, especially at the price that he was, if you decide you're going to pass on him, please let me know because I've got a line of people looking for this kind of gelding at this age, this training, this health, this everything. And she confessed. She said, when you said that, I thought, I got to not be dumb. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take Empy. And she's had him quite a while now, and he is lovely. So, yeah, it was fun to go see him, wasn't it? Oh, gosh. It? Yeah, we get out of the car. We... You know, we see Empy in a distance, and then Melissa all of a sudden is like, Empy, Empy, Empy. And then here comes Empy, like running, running from 100 <laughs> yards away. Yeah. He goes, I know that lady. She did the reading that hooked me up with this great home. So they're, they're in love with him. He is such a pretty boy. He's an Arabian with the pretty, pretty, pretty dish head, small head and large eyes. And he knows he's cute and uh, just a sweetheart. And then they just homed their second horse, Destiny, who came out of my friend Casey Finney's equine matching program. 
And oh my gosh, Destiny was standing there like, yeah, everybody makes over how cute Empy is, you know, but she's brand new uh, to their place and was a little shy, but very sweet. And they ended up measuring her for her winter blanket. Hard to believe Houston needs a winter blanket, but I know it does get cold there. So um, it was really great to see, uh, to see where their horses were. But before we saw their horses... We saw their home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it's a glorious place. Yeah, right in the heart of uh, Houston. And, uh, yeah, it, it is uh, so, so nice. Yeah. yeah, it's on the Buffalo Bayou. Is yeah, that the, it's yeah. on the Buffalo Bayou. It's two stories, which they're very glad about <laughs> because they had bought it. And three months later came Hurricane Harvey, which... For those of you who don't live in Houston, you may not remember, it was nine feet of water out of that bayou. So this gorgeous home, uh, first story of the home flooded, and it was fun to hear Kurt's stories. Lizette wasn't home at the time. She was traveling. And all of a sudden, Kurt realizes uh, this water is getting really serious. And he had a couple of pictures I thought were really interesting. I know you had a favorite. Yours was what? Yeah, the, my favorite was the, uh, the, you know, whenever Kurt showed me the picture and you look through the sliding glass door and all of a sudden there's fish going by with the like, water like actually leaking under the door. <laughs> yeah. Like four feet of water right. on the outside of the door. And these fish on on his porch. And the other was uh, they have a stone, kind of a stone raised table, like a buffet out on their deck. And the water had covered that and about three inches of their porch railing was showing at that point. The bayou is right there. They're like right on it. And these homes are extraordinary, gated community, very, very pretty. And Kurt, interestingly enough, is an upscale contractor. He's built many of Houston's upper echelon homes, the homes that sell for, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve million dollars. So he's a contractor that knows what he's doing. Plus, he knew what was being ruined. So that had to be a terrible conundrum for him to stand on the second floor and look down. <laughs> at his first floor, brand new home. Thank goodness they had gotten flood insurance uh, like three months prior to that. They'd never had flood insurance before, but they thought, oh, you know, living on the bayou, maybe we should get flood insurance. So they did, which was a lucky thing. And then uh, once the water receded, it came back twice. And once the water receded, the doorbell started ringing and he would go downstairs through his demolished home, first to the neighbors who were like, um, are you okay and can you come fix our house? So all the neighbors were, hey, we've got good old Kurt here in the neighborhood and he can start getting contractors in to fix our home. Of course, all the walls had to be torn out. I mean, that, that flood was huge for Paula's family as well. Paula's sister and, and brother-in-law lost their home in the flood. Then Kurt had all of his customers in these beautiful homes calling, hey, great contractor that built our home. Now you need to come fix it. So what a few years he's been through. Harvey was a number of years ago and still the town is still recovering in a lot of ways from wanting to do that. 
So it was interesting. I thought I thought it was very interesting to see their home and see the photos of that whole flood process and where they, you know, where they were with it. It was it was really interesting. And you and Kurt seemed to hit it off pretty well. Oh yeah. I I like Kurt. Yeah, he's like a straightforward guy, you know, and uh yeah, he's just He's just a cool dude, cool you know? Dude, yeah. Cool dude. He's a cool dude. If he listens to, well, Lizette probably will listen to this. She'll say, Kurt, you got to listen to Melissa's podcast with Dane because he says you're a cool dude. And he is. He's a neat guy. Fun for me personally was to see whenever I go to one of our um, practitioners that's graduated out of my program, one of the things I love to do is see where they sit when they're on Zoom with me, because I see that for years on Zoom, but to see it in reality, and then to see all of our merchandise from Touch by a Horse and things they've learned in the program up on their walls and around there. It just was really fun to see her group room and her office and kind of how she's applying all of that um, for her new her new job. So it was, it was great. It was really fun to see them for sure and to to be able to do all of that. So it was pretty cool. Hi, this is Melissa, and I wanted to give a special shout out to let you know that we are now taking applicants and signing contracts for our January 2024 Touched by a Horse Equine Gestalt Coaching Program. This program is two years in length, highly comprehensive, a lot of fun, and you learn so much about yourself, about being in business for yourself, and about making a difference in the world for others. If you're interested, go to our website or reach out to our office in any way. We'll be glad to send you information on our Equine Gestalt Coaching Program. Thanks for listening. We have a new class of practitioners opening for the Equine Gestalt Coaching Program January 8th. I don't know when this podcast is going out. Our incredible Uber producer, Jazz Zapatos, decides all that. However, I think we might have a place uh, open, you know, a place or two open by the time this airs. But we're really looking for people who look at their horse and say, boy, if I could find a way to pay your board bills and your vet bills and your farrier bills with you working alongside me, I would love that. And that's what our program is, whether that's all somebody wants is to see a couple clients a month to pay for their horse bills or whether they want to build a very large career. And it's been super fun to go see some of our graduates that have had like, you know, over the summertime, 70, 80, 100 clients over the summer. So it's a lot of fun to meet everybody and see what they're doing. And um, we are recording a call on the 20th of November and that call we will do a recording on. So if you're interested in it, it was a, a different idea my marketing team had for me to come on air. Haven't done it yet, so I'm a little nervous. But come on air, not show a PowerPoint, but instead more of a conversation with everybody and answer questions and showcase what this method is all about and who's ideal for us, and maybe we're ideal for them. So we're different than all the other equine-assisted programs out there. There's so many good ones that are 
much more activities-based. We're more trauma-informed training-based and deep process-based. And if you want to work with veterans or marriages falling apart or, you know, uh, people in deep, profound grief or children that really need huge healing and support, that's what we specialize in. So there's a room for everybody in the industry, and that's our niche. That's our specialty right there. So it's awesome. We are super supported by Hope Through Horses, and I want to thank Hope Through Horses again for being a partial sponsor of our podcast. It means a great deal uh, to us for that, and so we thank them, hopethroughhorses.com. It is a 501c3 nonprofit and does supports everything from clients who need uh, part of their uh, payment made to the practitioner, all kinds of things. So check them out on their website, if you will. And our store is pumping. We have a lot of new things, a lot of what I call equinalia. So if you have somebody in your life that loves horses or um, is getting into horses or anything like that, please check our store out. The book that Carolyn Fitzpatrick and I co-authored together is called Equisology. Is one of the coolest gifts for somebody with a horse because there are typology tests for the person and then a full-on typology test and different exercises to do for the horses. So you can test multiple horses, find out what their personality is, and then read about how your two personalities go together. So we sell Equisology here. We love it and would love to have you take a look at it. We have so many cute things, bags and and just all kinds of stuff um, for people that love their horses. Please go ahead and check out our store, untouchedbyahorse.com. So we're recording this on a special day. Do you know what today is, baby? Yeah, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. To Sorry, you. To you. <laughs> it's our wedding anniversary today. And we hope everybody who is out there and married is half as happy as we are. We, we really to our, truly are. We're not faking it. We are good friends together. We are partners together. We have fun together. Rarely bark at each other. When we do, we apologize right away. And mostly life is at our best when we're together, right? We're yeah, just, I agree. Just yeah. hanging yeah. together. We don't have to be doing anything special. And uh, uh, I think you were raised with that kindness quote. What was that quote your mom used to tell you? I don't remember. Oh my God, I'm going to put him in a home though. <laughs> I am going to put him in a home. His memory's going. Kindness breeds kindness. Thank you, yeah. dear. <laughs> You've said that a thousand times yeah. and you can't remember. So kindness breeds kindness. I agree. I think the whole world needs to have that right now. And if you're a person that's struggling a bit with what's going on around the globe and what's going on in the world, please know our practitioners are safe, confidential places for you to share some of that, offload some of that, and get a grip on what's important in life, which is love and positivity and kindness. But sometimes you have to offload the angst and the anger and the frustration and the sadness and the grief about what's happening in our world so that we can find the light 
Our practitioners are definitely light workers. If you want to be a light worker, please check out our website. But if you want to find a light worker, please check out our website to find a practitioner near you. If you have special needs, certainly email to me, Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-A, at touchedbyhorse.com. Tell me what you're looking for and where you live, and I can match up the perfect practitioner for you. And uh, would really love to be able to do that for anyone that's listening that would like to. All right. Well, I think that's all the chattering I have for today. How about you? Uh, I just want to say happy anniversary to you. I love you. I love you too. All right. I love you too. I don't know when this will play, if it's before or after Thanksgiving, but we are grateful. Happy holidays. We are grateful. We are grateful and thankful for all of you who listen to our crazy podcast. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Over and out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.